You're listening to the most important podcast with Sunil Singhvi. I'm fascinated by people. I want to know what makes them tick. I want to know what they care about. So I came up with this idea to create a podcast where we ask people what's the most important things in their world. So we go through a whole series of questions. What's your most important possession? What's your most important memory? What's your most important piece of advice you've ever received? And of course, what's your most important mistake you've ever made? Every week you're going to hear from someone. Some weeks you'll recognize the name and other weeks it'll be someone brand new into your world. There's some brilliant stuff that I cannot wait for you to hear that I think you're going to love and I think you're going to find super, super interesting. So what I want you to do is hit that subscribe button. Make sure this podcast gets delivered to you every week so you can hear some of these incredible stories as we get into what's most important. This week I'm joined by two guests and it's the first time the podcast has had two guests on. So we're going to see how this works out for me uh, or whether it's just chaos. Um, the two people are best described. And I, and I actually, I've got to say, I went through a whole bunch of like data points to tell you. I was going to tell you like how many social video views they had or like how many followers they had. But actually, the best way to explain the guests for this week's episode are if you imagine that Instagram gave birth to Anton Deck, you would have Woody and Kleine. And that's what they are. They have that same unbelievable kinship. They have that same unbelievable friendship where you feel like you couldn't get a piece of paper between them. And they're incredibly warm-hearted. And I think you're going to love them if you don't already love them. So welcome to today's episode, our guests, Woody and Kleine. I'm going to start with an admission. So when I first met you both, you're both obviously called Paul. Which is problematic, by the way. Yeah. One of you should change your name, but I'll leave that for another day. Um, <laughs> after meeting you and then meeting you a second time and a third time, I realised I didn't actually know which one was Woody and which one was Clyde. <laughs> well, it's easy. You're not the only it's one. It's not easy. It is. You know why? How would I know? Because we stand in the order that you read it. But it's but still I confusing. I met you in real life. That's yeah. different. There's a reason I'm we sitting don't, yeah. here and he's over there. <laughs> yeah. But it's, a lot of people get us confused. I'm, I walk down the street and people go, Woody. And I'm like, hey. <laughs> I, I don't even correct him. It's got to the point where I don't correct. I just yeah. I just take it, you know. But we're both called Paul, which is interesting. Yeah, same height, same size feet. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. Quite crazy. Unbelievable. Oh my God. But we couldn't be You're called. You're the same height. Yeah. yeah, exactly. The same he height. looks maybe like he's taller because he wears a cap more than me. Yeah. Or he wears his that, hair. That's why he puts in a little. <laughs> bit, Got to get bit, the inches in, you know. <laughs> a bit of extra hairspray, mate. <laughs> Hold it up high. <laughs> um, I work with with uh, two lads yeah. who are twins, and their mum has called them Alec and Alex. Ooh. Just dangerous that, that is very, hard work yeah right that's very so confusing. they got to an age where they were out djing and performing and blah blah blah. so they choose a name that works for a pair mm. the twin b's because the surname begins with b perfect fine except they both go by the name twin b <laughs> so now we've got two people called twin b and they're called alec and alex yeah do they wear the same clothes as well they look very 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 they're identical twins yeah yeah Stylistically, they look a little different, right. but not enough to give it away. Right. So yeah. the amount of times I'm like, twin, <laughs> and there's no agreed like how you describe yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's nightmarish. But yeah. so so here's the thing. I've got it now. I know which one's Woody and which one's Kleine. How how do you know that? I just told you. Well, <laughs> the left the left and right, but that doesn't work in real life. The Fair left play. the left yeah. and right. Uh, but I always check before I see you. 
Fine. That's the reality. I always look, I just have a quick look, just go, am I right? I got it right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I want to start actually quite far back. So yeah. uh, there'll be people listening who know you and love you, but there'll be a bunch of people listening who actually don't know who you are specifically. And hate us. Uh, <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> yeah. Nah, well, we'd like to think no one hates us. I mean, no one hates you. That's, that, hate is a very strong emotion. Yeah, but yeah. tell us a little bit about how you got started. Like, how, how have you got to the point where... On any given day, there are millions of people watching your videos online. Don't get it twisted. It was pure luck. <laughs> I'm only joking. Why'd you, luck clothing. <laughs> Link yeah. in the description. <laughs> yeah. You are putting it in the description. Yeah. <laughs> At least if you didn't know that, we, are we okay with that? Yeah, Fantastic. it's fine. It's fine. No, Come on, I mean, me and Woody have known each other for, for forever. And um, we originally started off as football entertainers, as football freestylers. Um, and we went on Britain's Got Talent back in 2009. Uh, we've done really well. And First double act in the world. Yeah. F- as a football duo. First football duo. Oh, that sounds like a, that's a lot. <laughs> We're the first football duo. duo. <laughs> oh, yeah, we just can extend it yeah. to make sure that it was. That's like, <laughs> it's like one of those Guinness Book of Records things. Yeah. Strongest left-handed <laughs> Ian in the Isle of Wight. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, we just, we, we started off as that. And we was doing f- synchronised football skills. Went on Britain's Got Talent and we were loving it. We were traveling the world together, doing all these football skills at stadiums and whatnot. And I got a really bad back injury um, and it put me out of football completely um, and out of sport, out of anything. So me and Woody kind of had to reevaluate a lot. We was like, where are we going to go with this? Because, you know, we're a double act. It didn't work without, you know, it didn't work as just Woody or just Kleine. And don't get me wrong, I gave him all the painkillers. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what are we going to do otherwise? Yeah. But yeah we no were stuck. Like, it was bad. It was like, we was, we was, we was gutted. Mm. And um, this was around, we hadn't even started social media yet. Um, and we was like, look, there's, we feel there's a gap in the market as a, a double act in entertainment. Um just cutting across you, Klein, as yeah. well. This is possibly the worst and the best thing that could possibly happen yes. to Klein at the moment. Yeah. And for us as a collective. 100%. Like him getting the injury at that time, it was like the end of the world. Yeah. But fast forward now and looking back at it, it was literally the best thing. And like we're big into like the secret law of attraction and so on. Like it was like meant to happen for 100%. us. It was the best thing that could have happened. At the time, you can't see it. Can't see you it, know, yeah. but everything happens for a reason. And we. We looked at it and was like, look, let's, that's happened, but what else can we do? So we went down the entertainment route and everyone laughed at us. It was like, what are these guys doing? You know, we was f- these football kind of freestylers and now we're this uh, duo online creating comedy videos, sketches, and everyone was like, what is going on here? What are they doing? Laughing at us almost. Yeah. You know, this was probably like six years ago. Laughing at us, yeah. not with us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Until it started True. taking off. And then all of a sudden it was like... Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like people start coming out the woodwork then, don't they? That's it. Um, <laughs> and was there, was there like a, a like a palpable change in the audience? Like, was there a point where you thought, there's all these kids moaning hmm. that we're not doing football skills? Yeah. And when did they get replaced with the people that are like, well, bro, why have you got a ball in your hand? Well, like, what's all that? Yeah. Well, you got to think that back then we just started social media. So we was on probably like around 20, 30,000 followers. And I just said to <laughs> just started. Did, yeah, no, yeah, no. That still took a long time. It was a struggle. And like I said to Woody, I was like, "Yes, we've got twenty, thirty thousand people here that are here for our football content." But I was like, "But what about the millions that we've got coming? You know, in the future." And now, you know, fast forward to today, and we've got twelve million across all platforms. It's like the thirty thousand that knew us as, 
you know, do you know, do you know what I'm trying to say? So we just, we believed in ourselves and we knew that there was a gap in the market for us in the entertainment world and we just went with it. Um, back then we reached out to every single kind of agent, production company, mm. TV, everything got set, got turned down by everyone. And then we were just like, we've got to do ourselves. We've got to go through the social media route. And who, who won that year? Britain's Got Talent. Uh, uh, diversity. Oh, so you were the Susan Boyle Susan year. Boyle, yeah. yeah. I remember. There's a, funny wow. story, there's a funny story about Susan Boyle. She was, um, well, in the holding we, rooms, we was in the holding rooms. No one had seen each other's acts yet, yeah. you know. And we were sitting there and just this lady was sitting next to me. And she's just talking to herself, cracking up at herself. And I remember looking at Woody thinking, what is she doing? Like, what's she doing here? Next thing you know, she's, she's this absolute global superstar. And it was just amazing. It just shows you never judge a book by its cover, you know. Yeah. And... Um, but she she was actually really nice and uh, really sweet. Really she? sweet. Yes, got on really well with her, and she was amazing. Uh, actually, it's now beginning to make me worry that I've got some sort of memory issue. Yeah. Because two thousand and nine is a secret for you. I ran officialpiersmorgan.com. Wow. Right. So I used to have to do live updates on his website for what was happening. Britain's Got Talent that night. So at some point, I've written about you. Probably. And never made that connection. Yeah. <laughs> probably bad. It was probably bad about us. <laughs> Yeah, when was yeah. Uh, Simon Cowell branded us the Anti and Decky of football juggling, didn't he? Yeah, so, yeah, good fun and games. But like, yeah, that, that's that's what happened. Was originally that, and now we're doing what we're doing, which is crazy. For the show, we want to talk about what's most important to you. Um, I put this caveat in the show that what I'm asking you to do is hard. To mm -hmm. define what's the most important thing is very difficult. Yeah. So no <clears> one's <throat> going to hold you to anything. Like after you've said this today, it doesn't go down in record. And like, if you write your autobiography in years to come, hopefully there'll be no dweeb that says, oh, actually, I think you'll find in 2020, they <laughs> yeah. said that this was the most yeah. important. Right. But I think in this moment, in this time and place, at the start of a new decade, I want to just sort of think about what are the important things to you. Mm. So I want to start with what's your most important place? What's the place to you that has the most significance in your life? We'll start with you, Woody. It's a, it's a very hard question to answer that. Um, it's right. This is a bit deep, but it's the place that my mindset's in is mm. the most important place. So I'm a very big, like our whole team is me and Kleine are massive on it on law of attraction, the secret manifestation and stuff like that. And I think as human beings, we go through a mix of emotions and this is a, a roller coaster of a ride, what we go through. And for me personally, my important place is being in a very stable, strong, positive area mentally in order for me to get the best out of myself mm. and in turn of being able to do it for myself, I can be more effective for my team. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of my answer on that, if that mm. works anything. Yeah, no, that's, that makes that's any sense. Well, and also you've nicely, you've, you've done Kleiny there because he's got to follow up on his most important place. <laughs> yeah, no. His mindset. My, you've got to now do one better. Yeah. <laughs> no, I agree with Woody. I think mine's not physical either. It's just mentally like a place of happiness and zen. I think that as if we're, you know, in, in a good place of happiness uh, mentally, that's when you're going to be at your best for not just yourself, but for everyone around you as well. Yeah. Um, we feed yeah. on each other massively. Yeah. You've got to remember, we spend literally, I spend more time with Kleine than I do members of my family. Mm. So, uh, well, you are my family, you know. Yeah, like, no, 100%. And the same with Daryl, our manager, a day to day manager, and, and so on. And when you're together as much as we are, you feed off of each other's energy. And if he's feeling low, I feel that because mm. I'm around him. And likewise, and that's why it's important that self awareness 
of knowing how I'm being within an environment where I've got other people surrounding me who we've got to work together. We're not just work colleagues. We're like best friends as well. Mm. Uh, and if my energy's low and poor and they don't know why and I'm not talking about it, which is really important, obviously, to open and talk about how you're feeling on a day-to-day -day basis mm. so people understand you because then they can give you that leeway and they know that you're not just being off for no reason and so on. And mm. I think that's really important. I think that's where we've got a good dy dynamic because when we do come together, we read each other well. I think we get, we understand like kind of a lot about each other so we can look at each other and kind of see what's ticking at times. But you're not always going to get that with everything. And I think just being open and, and being positive as much as you possibly can is very, very important when you're yeah. working as closely as we do together. Yeah, and that, that makes total sense. I'm, I'm interested... <clears throat> What do you like? Life is hard sometimes, and your job is based on being up. Yes, like yeah. you can't record the kind of content you guys produce. I don't think you can on a down day. Oh no! So if you turn mm. up grumpy, kind of if you turn up yeah. and Woody's got got a face on. Yeah. How do you deal with that? How do you how do you get someone back into the right headspace, knowing that you've got to perform in five minutes? It's it's a it's a hard one. I mean, and and there are days when that happens, not just with Woody, but myself or Brandon, Gabs, part of our team, Daryl, and we're only human. And I think that it's it's impossible to be happy all the time. I really do. But when you've got good people around you that can bring you up, um, that's the most important part. You know, you've got to surround yourself with good people. And the way I do it, you know, if I see Woody and he's down a bit, um, you know, I might I may pull him to a side and just be like, what's what's wrong? What's going on? Talk to me. You know. That's it. I think the most important thing is to talk about it mm. and not be silent. Don't don't kind of suffer in silence. So as long as you've got good people around you that you can speak about it and not just bury it deep, then you're good. Um, but it's hard because, you know, like you say, we're, we're filming all these videos and we've got to be up the whole time. And sometimes people meet me and Woody in the street and we're like, wow, like, thought you were these, like, yeah. mental guys that, like, have just hyper 24-7. And then, no, that's impossible. Like, you see a snippet of our so lives true. on the vlogs. So, um but yeah, I, I think the going back to your question, I think just surround yourself with good people. You cool. Know? All right, I'm going to let you dodge that one because you didn't give me a physical place. But I'm going to move on to um, most important possession. Go onwards. Okay, for, for me, I'm I'm so I enjoy nice things. I enjoy buying them a nice materialistic thing. I'll be a liar to say I don't like that car and what have you and buy it and enjoy it for what it is. However, they don't rule my life. They never have. They never will. And I can take or leave them. Is what it is when it comes to that. However. If you're going to hold a gun to my head and say, right, I need to know what that possession is and what have you, I'm going to say it's my mobile phone because without mm. it, I can't do my job, my living, and do what we do as uh, social media creators. So I'm going to have to say my telephone. So my you mobile phone, say your, your <laughs> mobile phone, having <laughs> followed you guys for three years mm. i think i've watched you destroy about ten thousand <laughs> iphones <laughs> yeah, this is a brand new one down here as well yeah. i swear this is what happened recently you guys have destroyed so many phones in those bloody videos yeah that must be the biggest single expense item in your videos <laughs> is how many phones you've been through that All have been like, in pools yeah down yeah. slides been yeah. smashed been driven over like <laughs> all i can say is god bless icloud yeah that's it without icloud we'd be done because the phone i'm like it's, again it, this is the thing it's a materialistic thing i can take or leave these things you know like it's nice having a nice watch but it doesn't matter it doesn't mean nothing to me however it's what is stored within the phone is what matters so the fact that i can back it up in wherever that cloud is <laughs> Yeah. All right, that's the winner for us. So as long as we can get it all back, we're good. Um, Kleine, what about you? Um, Most important possession? I'm the same as Woody. Like, I'm not very like materialistic. I like having things, but like 
I think maybe the book, The Secret, hmm. going back to that. Guy's done me. Anyway. Yeah, maybe the the book, The Secret, because that changed um, yeah. my life and our life, should yes. I say, words. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I look at that and think that's my most prized possession. But like, I'm, I'm Can the I change mine now. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm the type of guy, though, that I don't really. Like, for example, if I won the World Cup and I had a World Cup medal, I would just give it away. I'd chuck it in the crowd. Like that for me, not because yes, he is that guy. I'm that guy. Like when we got when we got a YouTube platform from, for a million followers, yeah. like I was like, let's smash it up for a video. It'd be fun to see what's inside it. Because for me, it's like, and I'm grateful. It's not because I'm not grateful, you know. I'm so grateful, and I think gratitude is such an important thing. But I don't. That for me, having something physical, I don't care about. Really? You know, it's just the memory, and it's the, the achievement like for me. Bit. It's the achievement. <laughs> oh no! I listen. I I rate that. Yeah. But you're telling me that yeah. it, life turns out a slightly different way. Yeah. 2009, you're a British talent. 2018, you're yeah. at a World Cup final. Yes. Playing up front for England. You yes. score a winner. They yes. put the middle around your net. You're chucking it in the crowd. It's gone, mate. You're crazy. It's gone. Have it. <laughs> you enjoy, my friend. Yeah, I've got the memory of scoring that World Cup winner. And that's, that's what means the most to me. It is a Kleine great-grandson that is Cussing me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like great granddad won a <laughs> yeah. and all I've got is a YouTube video. There's famous World Cup winners, in fact. Uh, yeah. I, I played for France called Manuel Petit, played for Arsenal as well. And he done exactly like he, yeah. he, he was being in, he was on a show with Ian Wright and what have you. And they're talking about him being a World Cup winner. He was like, he's done this, done that. And like Ian Wright's blown away by it. And he's like, could you, did you not bring like your World Cup medal here? Can I see it? And he was like, I've lost it. It's gone. Yeah. Have you? And he was like, what? No, the World Cup medal. You've, what do you mean you've lost it? And he was like, "Oh, it means nothing to me." Yeah, but and that's but what Klein's like. Can I just like clarify? Him. It's not because I'm not grateful. No, he he's just he's not. I bet he's not. He, he's grateful and, as well. Yeah, no, it's no, just no, no, that no. for me. I just the materialistic thing doesn't yeah, matter. It doesn't to him. matter. Like you know, if right. I if we won a I don't know an Oscar, a BAFTA, whatever. If that thing, the, it will the, be the award, kept by me. Yeah, the award <laughs> doesn't mean anything to me. It's the achievement, and I know that I've done it. You know, so Kleinie, I've got a. A fifty-meter swimming badge <laughs> from year three. Yeah, quality. That I was thinking about getting stitched on my coat. <laughs> You're the same as Woody. You're yeah. the same as Woody. <laughs> okay, so um, the the possession part, right? So locations is about mindset. Possessions, yes. it's about actually these things aren't really important. It's mm. not about the Bugatti in the driveway or no. what's on your wrist and, and that sort of thing. As a possession, I do think, though, like rather than, like you say, the Bugatti in terms of what means something to you, like the YouTube play button means something to me. I know to him it doesn't. Let's smash no, it up. Let's smash it up tomorrow. It'd be but, great for a video. We need views. <laughs> been, do you know how many times they've tried it? I'm like, no, I draw the line because we've got a thing in camp where it's like if you get outvoted, obviously we go with that. He got outvoted, though. No, but there's a line. Yeah, and but you got outvoted you know and you didn't go with the rule. Like, Do you know what I mean? Like, if we're that passionate about this, what's the point in having a vote if if it doesn't count? Oh, Do you know what I mean? Ninety nine point nine percent of things, and we draw the line <laughs> on certain things if we feel that That's passionate ridiculous. about. That's ridiculous. So That's ridiculous. So, I mean, I was able to overrule. I've used my special your golden whatever. buzzer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's got the golden buzzer. Thanks for helping me there. But I think it's important, actually. I think, uh, and we're definitely not going to get into any politics chat here. No. God forbid. But no. I do think it's important, in even in a democracy, that someone can just go, yeah, everyone's voted one way, but let me just calm everyone down. Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. And that's, I'm that guy. We've all been on nights <laughs> out where something was a good idea. Yeah. 
And let's be clear, it was not a good idea. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Sunil. I'm going to make sure here that Sunil, me and you're going to fall out, mate. <laughs> so, going on from the mindset thing, um, I want to think about uh, what's your most important decision? What's the decision that you look back on now and think, actually, that was an important decision? I know. I, I reckon I've got this one in terms of what you would say it is go as on. well. I'll let you go. I would say we was at a crossroads with the whole football thing, weren't we? And what have you was going in this direction. Everything we'd ever done was football related, whether it be freestyling, coaching, playing. It was all football geared and sport related and what have you. And when we started social media, we still were doing, it was still a, a football theme. Um, and I think it would be the time where Kleine came to me and Daryl, uh, which is our like, day-to-day manager. And he said, guys, like, need to have a chat. I think that we've got to completely change our direction, what we're doing, where we want to go. If we want to be, if we want to have an impact and be bigger than what this is now, we need to make a really tough decision. And that decision was literally to stop 100% completely block out anything football and sport related and go down this entertainment route and what have you. Mm. And it was... It was the biggest, hardest, but easiest, work that out, decision we've ever had to make mm. and probably the most important one I we've agree. ever made. And I think the reason that we've grown to the size we are now is because, because of, of that. that yeah. And hats off to Kleine because I probably... Are we being nice to each other now? Yeah, nice. a little bit. Okay. Fair play. I need to <laughs> <laughs> like two minutes. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think Perth, I, I think I would have always tried to keep some form of element a little bit more and he was very ruthless with it. Yeah. And I'm so glad he was. I think that because it was around the time of my back injury, even though we had the back injury, the content was produced online was still football related. So it was like not actually physically playing it, but we we're talking about it, you know, yeah. sitting down, reviewing. So it was still heavily football related. So reviewing games? Yeah, games wow, okay. or like even playing FIFA. Right. It was still sport related. And I just was like, if we want to go down this entertainment route and lose the tag of football, that was the main thing is that mm. we just didn't want to be known as Woody and Kleine, the football, you know, YouTubers. Or mm. So we was, I was just like, we've got to cut it all. We literally stop it. Any brand, we had so many brand deals come in at the time for football. We was like, no, we, we, we money turn it brand all down. deals as well. At times when we needed money to help us, we're paying everything off of our own backs and what have you. And I remember one coming in, and then Kleine going, forget it. it. It's, we can't do it. We can't. It's not about money. Money will come, and it's true. And that's why we went with it. And, I, and I, <laughs> if I, if I felt that passionately against it, I would have fought more of a, a, a more of a like a, my corner and what have you. But I got it. I understood yeah, it. I, and we didn't take the money, you know? And we're talking at the time, like, big money for us. For us, yeah, it was... But it wasn't about the money. It's, it's not about the money. And I, I think, the like, the important message is that sometimes in life you have to cut a little bit of yourself off in order to grow and in order to evolve, you know? And that's what we did. We cut it off. Mm. And we evolved into what we are today. And it's the best thing we've ever done. Yeah. So... Th- so I got it right then. Yeah. You've talked a bit about mindset. Um... I think it's incredibly important and I think <clears throat> the way that you talk about it I think is fascinating especially when you're viewing your content to think about how much you're almost there's a, a spiritual element there's almost like a, a sort of higher power yeah. thinking about those things um, I'd like to ask you guys about what's the best 
a most important piece of advice you've ever received? A really good piece of advice that we received was from, from someone who's in so heavily in social media uh, over in Australia, a guy called Zeb. And um, it, it was when we was coming back from um, LA, we always get like, loads of content when we're out in LA. Come back so we're able to like pump loads of content and we've got loads in the can. And I just remember a conversation before he went, he was saying, look, just keep doing what you're doing because he could see that the quality was there, the grind was there, the passion was there, everything was there, but we hadn't hit that spike and that wave and what have you in order to get that amazing amount of growth. So we were working towards it, we were doing well, but we weren't one of the big players and what have you. And he said, your time will come and eventually you will be one of the big players and all you've got to do is just buy your time, keep doing what you're doing and eventually you're going to hit something called a wave. When you hit that wave, and that was basically getting, say, like, so to explain to people what that is, is when you get like a video which then gets millions of views, gets unbelievable amounts of um, likes, comments, engagement and what have you, what gives you such a big spike that you get amazing amount of growth off of the back of it. And I remember we got this video, it was on 250K on Instagram at the time. And then we, overnight, we grew to 280K. So we grew 30K overnight after spending four, four years to get to 250. Yeah. And then overnight we gained 30. Uh, so you imagine for us, it was like, whoa, this is unbelievable. And I just stuck in my head when, and he said to us, look, when you hit that wave though, the one time it's going to come and when it does eventually hit, you've got to ride that wave as long and as far as you possibly can. So I was like, what do you, we was like, what do you mean by that? And he was like, you just pump content constantly and never let go just ride it ride it ride it and i think mm. literally we got back we hit that wave we had about we had enough content for the way we was uploading to get us through three months uploading like we was uploading like once a week we'd done all of our content in two weeks, two weeks yeah and we just pumped 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 and, and we, we were, grew yeah well, I mean, we grew we, from 250k to a million from September to December. Yeah, it was. I think it was yeah. like September. I've got it on our. And right then, Instagram. and then we we rode that wave even more. And after we hit a million, we was growing a million a month mm. from Dece uh, December to uh, about March. Wasn't yeah, it? about March. And like we just rode that wave. So I agree with Woody. That's a great bit of advice for him because if we didn't get that, we wouldn't have pumped all that content out. Yeah, because you're always like, oh, we gotta live, we gotta like, but I take this thing out of it, what have you. But then you just adapt and make yeah. it work, don't you? But I think that works just in life in general, not just with social media. You I know, said it to Clyde. You know yeah. when I said to you, I, I, I vividly remember this. I was like, I remember we pumped it. Like when we hit the video, he's like, right, what do we do? And you, I was on the phone to him. We went, we go again. And I was like, okay, so we pumped the next video. It popped, and was like. What about tomorrow? He goes, we go again. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, but we've just used three videos in three days and that's usually three weeks of work. And he was like, that's fine. Literally two weeks was up. And I remember going, well, what do we do now? He goes, we film more, we work harder and we upload just the same. And we yeah. just ended up doing that and kept pumping content every day. Yeah. And then we got to a million by Christmas. Yeah. It was mind blowing. We manifested that. Yeah, I agree. We did manifest that. So advice is incredibly important. The wave. The way was the bigger bit of advice yeah. that we received from Jeb. I'm um, sorry, from Jeb, from Zeb. Zeb. <laughs> advice is incredibly important. I think learning from your mistakes is equally as important, if not more important. Um, Kleine, what's your most important mistake? My most important mistake was growing up not believing in myself. I was a very, like, as you, you probably tell now, me and Woody are very positive people, but growing up, 
uh, when I was when I was a kid, I was very negative, and I didn't realise it. But I just mean negative in a way of like I'd always think the worst was going to happen. You know, if I was playing football, I'd think, what if I make a bad pass? You know, what if I don't win? What if the manager doesn't like me? Whereas now, if I, I look back, it I should have been like, I'm going to have a good game today. I'm going to impress the manager. That's the mindset you need going into a game. Um, and I just never really believed in myself, and I think that's why my growing up playing football, my football career never took off because I wanted to be a footballer when I was younger. You know, I was on the books of Luton Town. Uh, you know, very and, talented, by the way. Yeah, and I just never believed in myself. So I think that's probably one of my biggest mistakes. But I agree with you, Sunil. Like, you, le- I learned from that, and I look back at it now, and I'm pleased that that happened because it's made me now just be so positive, no matter what I go into. And was there was there a turning point? Was there a, a light yes. switch that flicked where you went, "I'm being negative, and I've got to kick on from this," or was it just a gradual so, growing up? No, process? it was. It was a secret. Talking about it. Talk What's about, that? like, that time when you was in a pickle. Yeah, so I was, yeah, I, I basically, um, I think I was 21, and just so many bad things just happened to me. I literally just split up with my uh, girlfriend who I'd been with for, like, seven, eight years. Uh, my parents divorced, got the back injury, um, and just was just in this hole, proper, like, negative hole, very depressed. And just felt, and I was just thinking, I was like, why do these things keep happening to me? You know, and when you think like that, more negativity is going to come into your life. And Daryl, um, our day-to-day manager, he goes, I've just like read this book. It's called The Secret. I think you should read it. And I read it and it changed my life completely. And I, and that was the turning point. I was like, why have I been like this my whole life growing up? You know, like being negative, having negative thoughts when now I, I need to be positive. And then when I started to, when I changed my mindset, everything good started to happen. It made everything. you realise, right, well, confirmed to you that all the negative, what you was going through, you was manifesting I was attracting yourself. it. You I was, was attracting, attracting it into my life. That's what it is. It's like law of attraction is what it is. You attract whatever it is that you're thinking, you're feeling, whether that be positive or negative. So the real yeah. talent in it is basically breaking the cycle when the negative comes your way. Yeah. But sorry, comes. Yeah, no, I completely agree with it. Like, and that's what it, that's what it was. And so that was the turning point for me. Big right. turning point. And, you know, I haven't looked back since and everything good is happening now. And when bad things do happen, it's like that happened for a reason because obviously, like I say, we're all human and you, you learn from it, like you say. Like, I think that's the big part is learning from your mistakes. Woody, that's what mine would be. Yeah. What's your, the biggest mistake for you? This is the thing. Most like, important. Yeah, I, I, I can't really sit, I'll be lying to say that I can come up with just one mistake which I feel that uh, has been that pivotal or what have you, I, I literally believe that every single, like, I don't believe in mistakes really. I, I believe in, think like, everything happens for a reason, everything right? Everything happens for a reason. I believe that these things happen to you and they're part of the journey mm. and they help you grow. If you're going to have everything go your way every single moment of your life and what have you, and you're not being tested, then you don't grow as much as you can. And I feel well, that my mistakes are what build me and make me what I am. So, the most important mistake is every single one of them. <laughs> and the, even more important than them is the next one. Mm. Uh, and as long as I learn and I grow from it. Don't get me wrong. If something comes your way and is and, and, and presented to you and it goes wrong and it goes negatively, you make a decision, it's a mistake, you learn from it, right? However, if it comes back around again and you're presented with the same situation again and you make the same decision, which works out in the same way, you got yourself to blame then. That, that then then in my eyes becomes a mistake 
previously, it wasn't a mistake. It's a learning curve. It's a chance for you to grow. Whereas if it, something presents itself after you've, after you've experienced it, sorry, comes back around and you do exactly the same thing, which works out down a negative path, then for me, you've made a mistake. I don't think there's yeah. wrong decisions. You don't make wrong decisions on purpose. I think people in life sometimes fear failure and we just embrace it. You know, I think that you have to put yourself out there nice. to fail because you learn. Don't, we're not scared of we're not scared of putting anything out there into the the world and risk takers. Yeah, you've got to take risks and you've got to make mistakes. You have to. Yeah, you can't take risks on the levels that we do without some of them not working. I don't. Out. I don't think there's one successful person in the world that hasn't made mistakes or had yeah. big failures. Yeah, I think you know the, ch the challenge with you two is you take physical risks. That's the yeah. challenge. <laughs> you talk about the phones again. <laughs> there's, yeah. de there's definitely physical things where I'm like yeah. when you when there's the, uh, the the one of your famous videos where you've got the the like the line coming down from a second story house with the Malteser. Oh yeah, and it goes down. And honestly, I watched it. I thought he's going to choke. He's going to hit well, the back of his throat. He's going to choke. <laughs> And I'm going to watch a man die. Well, that'll be giving us more views. <laughs> That's the way we look at it. That's what he goes to me. I go, That's the positive from it. I'm like, Clients, I could break my back here. He goes, Think about the views with it. <laughs> well, it's true. It's always a positive from everything. We've got this thing as well. It's like, How can... many views do we equate for a broken back? No, maybe long an extra five viral. million. But... <laughs> Mate, long as it's an extra one, he yeah, don't yeah. care. He's like, Look, whatever happens, if this goes horribly wrong, make sure you continue to film. We'll go A and E, we'll get it sorted. That's It'll be true. great content. I'm <laughs> I'm not wrong, am I? If something bad I happens, mean, you not, carry on filming. Yes. You're not wrong, but... <laughs> Life of a social media creator. Hey? We need that content. Yeah. Uh, so we don't... Uh, the, the conversations on the podcast are always quite free-flowing. Um, yeah. The next question does have one rule, uh, which I'm going to extend uh, in the case of the two of you. So I'd like to ask who the most important person is for you. Now, the rule is you can't pick a family member. Right. And also, in this case, you can't pick each other. Fair so, point. Oh, he's done me there. Yes. Because otherwise, you're just going to pick each other. It's going to be a loving... Uh, bleh, okay. No one wants to hear well, with it. With that, I think we'll exclude, we'll exclude Daryl as well then. Because well, Daryl uh, is the and in Woody and Kleine. People don't yeah. know that. That's what our book... In fact, a good opportunity to plug the book. <laughs> Shameless we, plug. <laughs> yeah. The Social Struggle by Woody and Kleine. Uh, but, yeah. The, On Amazon uh, now. Yeah. Don't get it. <laughs> Um, yeah, so basically Daryl is the and, and he's that uh, connection uh, in between me and Kleine, and he's been there from the start, always has been, and he's pivotal in everything that we do. So Family. Uh, when you see Woody and Kleine, it's Woody, Daryl, Kleine. That's yeah. how that works out. So we'll exclude him from it as well. Yeah, do you want to go first? No, go on, yeah. As I've I, just done a lot of talking I, I, I there. As, uh, <laughs> as I always say, Daryl is uh, my second favourite member of Woody and Kleine. And who's your first? Well, I'll leave that unsaid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gabs or Brandon. Uh, yeah. It's not, well, do you know the it's amount failing. of people, I'm going completely off topic here, but the amount of people that come up to us in the streets and are like, oh my God, we love your videos. Yeah, my favourite's manager, Daryl. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah. it's Woody and Kleine. It's yeah. the Woody and Kleine show. Really <laughs> amazing. But we love that. We embrace that. We, we've done that in our videos. We've created characters and people are loving them. Kleine, who have we got? Most important person. God, what a hard question, Sam. Have you got a I've got to say, if it's, if, it if it's not family, and I'm going to include friends in that because my friends are my family, I've got to say myself. I think, I think that the most important person outside of that is myself because, and I don't mean that in a egotistical way. I just mean that if you don't love yourself, then nobody else can love you. That's what I believe in. And 
like I said, not in a big time way, not in an arrogant way. Just if you are so content with yourself and going back to your mindset and you're happy, then that's going to be better for other people. It's going to be better for other people and the people mm. you're with. Do you know what I mean? So I th- here and yeah, I, I think that would be it. And, I, and like I say, I don't mean that in any egotistical way. I just think that you have to love yourself. Right. Woody, you're under pressure. Oh God, am I under pressure here? The most important person to you. The most important person to me. Unlucky. This is a really, really tough one, and what have you, because of the way and like importance, a very, very big word. And when you, it's, it's, it's like throwing it around. You got to be very careful because at the end of the day, like you say, that's the reason you've ruled out people like your family and the people that you're close to, like my, like uh, Kleine, Daryl, and so on. So, for me to answer that, I'm gonna like. I've got to be careful with it, I have you, because I don't want it to come across like a bit of a strange one. But I found um, a podcast that I'm really into, uh, Joe Rogan Experience. And um, I it's come into my life. At a time. I mean, Kleine and Daryl put me onto it, to be fair. And I've always been like with podcasts. I've been like, he does like, this guy does like two, three hour podcasts. And I'm like, oh, God, I've done one with Elon Musk. And these guys watched a whole lot. It's like two hours long. I was like, how can you do that? Because I weren't really into it. Anyway, um, I st- I thought, do you know what? I'm going to do it. And I was going out for, and I wanted to get back into doing my fitness and stuff like that and getting out for jogs. And I whack on the the podcast now. And the great thing about podcasts, rather than listening to music, with music, you know there's a time scale. Whatever. When you, I don't like exercise. I really <laughs> don't. But rather than going for a jog and then like counting down the songs, when you listen to a podcast, you kind of want to carry on and listen to more. And then I got into it and he's come into my life, Joe Rogan, as it was, uh, in a period where like I'm, I'm in the car and I've got an hour's journey and I whack it on and what have you. And I'm all about kind of developing and evolving and upskilling myself and mm. so on. And he's very, very intellectual. He's very, very talented in so many different ways. And he has such amazing people on his podcast that it makes it really, really interesting from people like Shaquille O'Neal, a basketball player, to Elon Musk, who created the Tesla, to uh, people like Bob, Bob Lazar, Russell Brand, who Russell Brand is like, gets me every time he comes out of a word and I've got to Google it every time. <laughs> and it, it, but, but it's amazing because Joe Rogan kind of, he brings it all together so well. He's got such a strong opinion, very open and what have you. He's not afraid to challenge and so on uh, and very well educated self-educated and uh, by doing what he does on his podcast and by me listening to those podcasts i feel that i'm developing myself and becoming a like better in myself and a better person and understanding more about what's going on whether it be in the world and what have you and all these different things what you hear on there you know like uh, and so on so i'm gonna say joe rogan <laughs> i never thought you would say that the most important person in your life right now is joe rogan yeah right Very now interesting it, yeah it's a bit no, but I I was, I was frightened of coming across a bit weird there. No, it was good. But it's good. But yeah, he's nice. educating me. Yeah. His podcast is really developing me as a person. I want to grow and be better. And yeah, I'm not the most educated person. You know, I play football Either all my I. life and what have you. My my schooling, education wise, suffered quite a bit uh, because of the direction I wanted to go in sport and football. Um, and because of that, like my general knowledge and stuff, things suffer. And where we're in a bubble and we're working together, like like. It's things that go on in the news where, like, if I have a conversation with someone, they go, oh, what do you think of this, that, and the other? And then I'll be like, well, what's, what's going on? And they'll be like, are you serious? Like, and, and you can sound a little bit, like, aloof and dumb by not knowing what's going on, what have you. And by having that time out and listening to podcasts like that and the fresh ones, what have you, keeping up with the times and what's going on and understanding what's, uh, yeah, what's going on in the world, you know? Mm. And um, I think that's important because people do judge you and it's important to... 
have a certain amount of knowledge, you know? Yeah, I um, I feel quite passionately about that. I think mm. I think there's a lot of people that are very quick to judge that you don't have a view on the Middle East situation. Very quick mm. to judge that you haven't read the great works of Tolstoy or whatever. Very quick to judge that you haven't mm. seen this show or this theatre production. And it actually drives me wild because I think there are things that I love culturally. There are mm. things that I think are important. I mm-hmm. think everyone should have read uh, Zora Neale Hurston's Their Eyes Were Watching God. I think it's important. Yeah. But it took to a certain point in my life to go, but when would you have found the time to have read yes. everything that everyone thinks is important? Yes. To have a view on everything that everyone thinks is important. Yeah. So I think the the role, I think, for a modern adult mm. is not to ever think badly of someone that doesn't know about something Mm -hmm. but to always yourself quest to go what else could i know Mm. yeah and if you're still stretching to learn new things then i think you're on the right path i think it's when you stop and you're like i don't know about that thing it's stupid like i sat next to a sat next to a very rich businessman in a restaurant the other day and he was wanging on with his wife and he was so loud i couldn't hear myself think yeah but he was talking about minecraft Right. And he was talking about how stupid it is, and it's like watching kids build Lego. And I was just thinking to myself, that's a massive industry, yeah, and it yeah. brings people joy, but you're so close that I you know, can't yeah. even think to, well, let me find out why this is popular. Yeah. Huh, if this is so huge, why is it a thing? What is yeah. it about it? And then to spend your time negatively thinking, yeah. I'll talk down to people that do it. I was like, that's wild, because you've not only wasted your time talking about something you don't like yeah but you've also missed an opportunity to go but what is it that a minecraft fan loves yeah yeah, what is that thing because that to me as someone who is self-confessed quite geeky i love it when i hear about someone that's Mm. really into something i'm like tell me all about it like what is that like what is that thing and why are you so into it because if that has brought passion to you I think it's phenomenally exciting. Like, we're motivated by the doers. And as long as people are doing, I don't think you can knock them. Nice. Do you know what I mean? I like that. As long as you're trying to do something good in the world and you're passionate about it and your craft, good on you. And that's why I like mean? And it's positive. Good point. Thank you, Woody. (laughs) And it is. I've bought you more time again. (laughs) Uh, uh, And it is is such a good point uh, that I think we might close it out there. Because I think that's a, a glorious place to leave it that we. Uh, reflect on and appreciate and support the doers. Mm. Um, uh, I want to thank you both for your time. Um, hugely appreciated. I know you're you're busy. and I'm glad that I have survived this episode without getting pranked in any way. <laughs> and let's be very clear, my tolerance for that sort of nonsense is very low. <laughs> we <laughs> haven't left yet. <laughs> yeah. You wait let me, till this let me, finishes. Let yeah. me just put this out there yeah. again. My tolerance for this sort of nonsense <laughs> is very low. Uh, I've got one more up my sleeve, okay. which I think is Let's the hardest it. of all questions. Yeah. There will be no dithering. There will be no uh, no messing around, no buying each other time. I'm going to ask the question yeah. and you have to answer and it's the first thing that cool. you respond with. Wow. Okay. Okay. okay? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone knows the rules? Oh. Yes. Woody, most important footballer of all time? Diego Maradona. Why? Um... I did a film called In the Hands of Gods where I went in search of him as well. Basically, like someone to come from the poverty and the hardship that he went through growing up in a shantytown and a favela. No matter what team he was placed in, he, he would have won the World Cup uh, for that team, no matter uh, which one he would have been placed in. Obviously, he happened to be playing for Argentina because he's Argentinian. But um, just because of like who he is, what he represents, what he 
had to go through in order to get to those heights and and literally stand on the top of the world as a world champion and someone who um, is the best in his field. I just admire him uh, so much and what have you. So I'm going to say Diego Armando Maradona. Debatable. <laughs> I'm going to have a fight with Kleine. I don't know if go you want to put this that... in the podcast. I'm you... probably going to regret saying this, but I think he was a bit overrated, to be honest. Uh, exactly, still. I don't think well, he'd be as good if he was playing in this day and age. Put it that way. He's so wrong. Wow. Yeah. See, if someone probably said about regret Pele, saying that. This, that's going to come up in a few years' time. That I, I but, get it with Pele in terms of if you place him into this day and age <laughs> and what have so you. Was but like, with wow. Maradona, I believe you can take him. Uh, defenders were like defenders ruthless, weren't as good back then. Ruthless when Maradona was playing. What have nah. the Italians and so on? If you were to place Maradona in this day and age. He just does the same. I believe that Pele was ahead of his time in his time and what have you. But if you picked him up and placed him in today's game, it's different. Who's but better then? Maradona Messi or Maradona? Who's better? Who, yeah. For me? Yeah. It's a very, very tight, tight call. Really? Very tight call. So I think it's yeah. like, you think you're miles off it with that. Very tight call. He's like Messi by a long shot. Yeah, I'm going to... Are you sitting on the fence? Oh, I'm going to sit on the fence because <laughs> that's my job in this. <laughs> However, you was very shocked by what he came out with and I think that speaks volumes. Sometimes less is more. Don't put that yet. I feel I'm going to regret saying that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, especially when you're standing there shaking Maradona's hand and he grips it really tight and you're like, why has he done that? I went, well, I told him what you said on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I love winding him up. Kleine, what's your most important song? Post Malone, congratulations. Oh, wow. Yes. He got there pretty fast. Yes. It was an odd choice, but he got there pretty fast. Go with, why, why Post Malone? I think the meaning behind it and the message behind it is brilliant. Um, you know, it, it's all to do with, you know, me, me, for me and Woody, for the seven years we've been on this road, there's been people that have put us down and laughed at us. And then when you actually reach the heights and you're doing, you're doing good, then they congratulate you. Do you know what I mean? So that's why I love that song, because there's been too many people on our journey which, you know, haven't supported us. And then now, when we're at where we're at, they're congratulating us. It's like, where was you back then? You know? So that's why I love that song. Thanks so much to Woody and Kleine. It's actually fascinating to have two people on the show at the same time and to see how much they sort of overlap. I don't think I've ever been that close to anyone else in my life. Their ability to finish each other's sentences is the sort of thing that's almost made up right you sort of see that on tv shows or that's the sort of caricature version of what twins behave like but they seem to be able to do it they seem to have some sort of quite impressive like hive mind um, i hope you enjoyed hearing from them make sure you go and follow them on instagram and anywhere else where they appear at woody and Kleine. Uh, they also asked me to plug luck clothing luc clothing um which they're wearing in all the pictures that you'll see of them uh, on my instagram uh, or on the show's instagram next week's guest is claudia winkleman and i cannot wait for you to hear her talking about the most important things in her life make sure you hit the subscribe button so that you get that podcast delivered to you every tuesday morning <laughs>